The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Well, our best-selling author, Catherine Reinhardt, joins me now. Uh, Catherine, you're back with your latest uh, page-turner, which is called Runtime. Um, it sees a, a fictional uh, soap character uh, in Cork if, to make a movie, but it's all a lot more complicated than that. So tell us more. It's really hard to describe this book without giving too much away, but I think the easiest thing to say... That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> what did you you did a great job. It? You did a great job. I think the easiest thing to say is that it's about a horror movie that's being filmed in the wilds of West Cork in the dead of winter and what happens in the script which is inside the novel starts to happen on set. Now um, your heroine if that's the right word for her tell us about her because when we meet her first she's away she's doing something entirely different uh, for reasons yet to be explained. Yeah I wanted to write about the dangers of wanting something too much because I have wanted to be a published author since I was a child if it hadn't happened I do not know what else I'd be doing so I wanted to write about a character who desperately wanted something that much in her case it's to be a working actor and it hasn't worked out she went to a LA chasing her dreams and she's ended up working in a motel that's famous for being the set of true crime reenactments so it's not exactly five stars and she gets a call to fill in last minute for this horror movie and she desperately wants it so bad that she doesn't really see the red flags that might be popping yeah, up. Yeah and they do pop up. Now it's interesting for anyone who's been a jobbing actor, a wannabe actor um, she's in this motel. I'll give this bit away if you don't mind. But of course, inevitably, it's a cheap hotel or motel. Uh, she's Irish. The Irish are everywhere. And of course, the Irish will arrive and recognise her. She used to be somebody. Yeah. And now she's not anymore. She she's... used to be the star of uh, Ireland's second worst soap opera. I refer to it. <laughs> totally fictional. Not talking about any real soap operas. Um, so, yeah, she's working behind the desk of the hotel. And I used to work behind a desk in Walt Disney World in Florida. And, of course, I would get guests coming up. Oh, what's that accent? Are you Irish? And you'd never get away with pretending you weren't. In her case, she's terrified. They're going to recognise her and say, what are you doing here? But she has a story ready. She says she's prepping for a role. Researching a role, of course, yes, purely for research. Yeah, but it, it, it is interesting. It's the fate of uh, so many actors. I mean, it's a precarious profession. Very few make it to the top. Uh, Hollywood is is full of people who are waiting at tables and so on, hoping that that producer will walk in and say, "You're just the face I need for my movie," and most are terribly disappointed. So you capture that kind of desperation very well. There's so many parallels with writing and trying to be a published author because you know it's one thing to have a goal but it's another thing to have a goal that's entirely dependent on someone else saying yes I'll put you in this movie or I'll publish your book and so you know I think it's really difficult to deal with failing in that kind of environment because you only have so much control over it. So, yeah. I want to talk to you about your own uh, beginnings as an author. First of all, you, you mentioned you've always wanted to be, even from your earliest childhood, to be a published author. Uh, but in this book, you've got to kind of uh, reproduce bits of screenplay. Mm -hmm. So have you done any of that kind of thing? No, it's way too much work. I would much rather write a novel. <laughs> There's fewer rules in a novel. A screenplay is very, very structured 
pictures and visual But you had to learn about that. I had to learn, but you see, I'm I'm quite the evil genius because in the novel, the people who wrote that screenplay are beginners. So I wasn't <laughs> under any pressure to produce a good screenplay. I, I feel like I got away with it. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you did obviously get away with it because it's a, a terrific read. And of course, uh, people reading at home, very few of them will have actually seen a screenplay. So yeah, just believe me when I say that's exactly <laughs> how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Um, how much do you want to tell us uh, about the plot? I'm reluctant always to give spoilers. Um, it, it's kind of, um, it's horror, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's inspired by horror. It's not a horror novel, but of course, because they're filming a horror movie, I wanted that kind of, you know, creepy atmosphere and what's that noise and that door wasn't open a minute ago. And that's what I love. My last novel, 56 Days, was incredibly complicated and emotional and dealt with some really, really difficult themes and honestly for this one I just wanted to have a bit of fun so I wrote this novel mainly for me it's very different but I think of it as a sort of popcorn thriller just enjoy it go with the flow and hopefully you like it by now, the time going to back end. to your ambitions to be a writer I mean can you remember what was the first thing you wrote as kind of a work of fiction before a school essay you just said this is this is what I want to do I was probably just telling loads of lies Pat I think that's where the <laughs> the writing started the storytelling let's call it um, I do remember writing and having to ask my parents how to spell words because like the urge to like write a story was there before the vocabulary was but certainly um, I was always the girl who ran home to do the English essay and totally ignored every other piece of homework I was given and when I was in Leaving Cert I actually did write a young adult novel um, about someone studying for her Leaving Cert instead of studying for my Leaving Cert that's where things started <laughs> to go wrong there um, so I was just always always writing and you know I'm so grateful that I get to have my dream job mm-hmm. Now you, you could be writing um, you know light stuff uh, swimming pool reads for the summer you don't do that you write uh, crime you write thrillers what attracted you to that genre well I think uh, thrillers are the perfect thing to read by a swimming pool <laughs> yeah so do I by the- <laughs> Um, I think that, you know, we're often asked, why are there so many Irish female crime writers? And I think, you know, the vast majority of people who read crime fiction, according to studies, are female. And I think it's because women have a very intimate relationship with fear. It's part of our everyday lives. It's, you know, I can't take that shortcut because it's dark now. And, you know, what? Now, now you have been writing this very day in the Irish Times. (laughs) Because I that. didn't have enough to it's do a, today. <laughs> it's, a, it's a short story it's that's short story. reproduced in full. And again, we don't want to spoil it. But that the, the theme is that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that's actually, um, this is an exclusive, but that is the basis for the novel I'm working on right now. It'll be out next year. It's on that theme of, you know, man or monster is the question, really. It's about a woman who's out at night and some, you know, yeah, it's raining and, and someone pulls up. Don't too much away because yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good read today Thank you. In, in the Irish Times. But living with that fear, I mean, when you talk to uh, some women, they'll say, well, I always have my keys in my hand in case I have to scratch someone's eyes out or whatever. Or uh, I always make sure that I... I'm not the last to get out of the taxi. Now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other girl is too bad. Yeah. But you know what I mean? There are people who live with this. And then there are others who um, figure they look at the stats and say, it's very unlikely to happen to me. But you say most women are not like that. 
Yeah, I don't know anyone who says it's not likely to happen to me. And I think it's so ingrained in our brain stems that we don't even think about it as fear. We don't think I'm walking around making decisions based on fear, but we are absolutely hyper aware, I think, of our personal safety just because we have to be. Um, And then alcohol can come in for men and women. The alcohol perhaps making the men more dangerous, the alcohol making the women more vulnerable and no taxis or, you know, people decide to walk home because they're sick of waiting for a taxi or whatever it might be. The taxi situation was very much on my mind when I was writing that short story um, because, you know, I'm not inclined now to go out in town at night and stay late because I can't walk home and there's no way I would do it. So, you know, we just have to, I think, do something about women's personal safety at night and and just make it, you know, in other European cities, people can go out and enjoy themselves and you come out at the end of the night and everyone is congregated in the square and it's it's all fun and you know it, we don't have the kind of element that we sometimes see here I think yeah, but maybe alcohol it, is it's too much huge. alcohol um, is, is the it's problem. certainly not helping yeah um, so that is um, why you've chosen crime because it uh, you can resonate uh, yeah. personally with the kind of feelings that you put in your in your characters um, how did you get published Oh, I mean, I'd need probably three hours to tell the whole entire story. I really, really was obsessed with it. And I I went to all the workshops and I read all the books and I stalked all the authors. But for a very long time, I didn't actually do any writing, which it turns out is a crucial part of getting something published. So when I finally sat down and wrote something, um, it was, you know, it sounds easy, but it took like 15 years to get there. I just sent it out to a list of agents. And I think within a few weeks, I had an agent and with Within six months, she got me a book deal. But it took 15 years of desperately wanting to get to that point. You desperately wanted uh, and yet you weren't you weren't writing. But no, and I know why, because looking back, it was easier to stay in a place where everything I wanted might be mine. I might get my dream rather than write something, send it off and be told you're not good enough to do so this. So your dream would be shattered. Yeah, uh, it was fear. It was serially fear. shattered. Yeah. <laughs> again and again and, I had and no again plan and B, again. So. <laughs> but but you're, you're writing, you weren't writing stuff for publication, but given that you got published relatively quickly once you took the plunge. Once I actually did the writing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you must have been honing it in some way. Yeah, and I think, you know, reading is a huge part of this as well. Like my favourite advice is write the book you want to read but can't find on the shelf. And I had been reading, like I was 33, I think, when my first book came out and I had been reading crime fiction, like for adults, since I was probably 11 or 12. And so I knew the genre so well and I loved it so much. And of course, I had been writing bits and pieces all along. I, I self-published some nonfiction. I did student journalism when I was in secondary school. So when I finally got that idea that became my first novel, I was ready to go. Uh, some of the texts coming in. Please tell Catherine I absolutely loved 56 Days. Uh, the only time I would enjoy the COVID theme. <laughs> uh, another one, I really enjoyed The Nothing Man, but advice, don't read it alone. And Sorry. <laughs> Uh, and someone else saying, I'd uh, love to see Catherine's books uh, on film. Well, I can't say anything, but, you know, wink. Maybe something uh, will come down the line. <laughs> yeah, because they are quite, I mean, uh, the, the, the current one, which is called Runtime, is about the movie industry. Yeah. But your other books are very cinematic anyway. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things in the offing, but 
like what I say to people is if some of your work is optioned, people think, oh, it'll be on Netflix in September. But it's just like having a ticket for the lotto on Saturday night. I have a better chance than someone who doesn't have a ticket. But the odds of winning are about the same. It just takes so long and things fall away. So hopefully someday uh, it would be nice to see an adaptation on screen. Well, the current book uh, recommended for Beside the Swimming Pool and everywhere else. (laughs) It's published by Corvus. It's called Runtime and it's author Catherine Ryan Howard. Catherine, thank you very much for joining us in the studio today. The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.